Hey guys, welcome back to Puzzle Pieces Pod. If you haven't already, go listen to the first Miss Independent episode because this is a part two featuring the one and only Sam Lyon. So let's get right into it. All I have to say is that if you are in college and still not even just on finances, but like dependent on your parents for stuff, tasks, everyday things, if you don't know how to genuinely figure something out, and every once in a while, obviously, it's different to have, obviously, like stuff like FAFSA and that kind of thing, that's super normal for your parents to fill out for you. I filled that out myself because I was scared my mom was going to mess it up. But if you don't check yourself in for your own flight, apply to colleges, or if you don't know how to do basic things, like if you don't know how to make a LinkedIn, (laughs) that's just like an example. I've found a lot of people at school. Really? Yeah. I'll see it and they'll be like, not just people that don't have a LinkedIn, because a lot of people just don't. Or like they're just starting to make one now, which that's pretty normal. People are like, oh, I'll have my parents do it for me. Or I'll do it with my parents. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Any forms for school, any forms for traveling, scheduling your own vaccinations, scheduling your own doctor's appointments. The doctor's appointments Scheduling is your own shit is so important because you have to know, you have to manage your own schedule. If you don't have a planner. Or even like the calendar app. A calendar app. Oh, some people, I can't do that. A lot of people really I like use it. I calendar app. Yeah. But, like, if you don't use some form of calendar, you can write all your shit down, have it all organized. You have to. You cannot go through life and just have it all in your head. I used to be able to have all my passwords saved in my head. I have to write them down now. It's really pathetic. I have to, too. It's really sad. It's just, no, it's just responsible. When the COVID vaccine came out, I don't care if you agree with it or not. This is not what I'm talking about. So many people I know, I'd be like, when are you getting your vaccine? Or are you getting your vaccine? Whatever. This could be for anything. Could be the monkeypox vaccine. I don't (laughs) care. They'd be like, oh, I don't know. My mom's doing it. I don't know how to do it. My mom's doing it. That's really bad. That is really, really bad. Or like when you're traveling and stuff, if you've never traveled alone, if you don't know how to like find a gate and like go through TSA by yourself, Mm -hmm. it's really dangerous. It's really bad. That's why my mom... This is one good thing my mom did do when we were growing up. She would always make us order at restaurants as soon as we could talk. She was always so scared we'd get kidnapped and not be able to communicate with other adults that we were getting kidnapped. So as soon as we could talk, we would order everything for ourselves. One time I left my swimming goggles at Splash Swim School. She made me call Splash Swim School when I was like very little. Be like, hi they're my goggles i don't know how little kids sound but Mm -hmm. that's what i mean like little things like that that like if your parents don't make you do when you're little and then continue to not make you do Mm -hmm. good luck actually good luck because there is going to be a point where you are going to have to start figuring shit out by yourself and that is going to be a hard hard slap in the face Mm -hmm. with reality speaking of traveling alone i started traveling alone way early yeah just I know because you Because of, like, diving camps. Like, she would camp. go to diving camps in, like, Indiana every For summer. weeks. Like, weeks. three weeks. And you were, what, 10? Mm. Younger than that? I was, I was about 10. Yeah. 11, maybe, like, 12. Okay, still. But I remember this one time. Is it even legal to fly alone when you're younger than no, that? No, I had to get the unaccompanied minor shit. Yeah. It was, like, 120 bucks. I'm yeah. like, I know how to do this. Like, I don't need that. I yeah. don't need a guardian, like, walking yeah, but me mo- to my but gate. But think about most kids do. Yeah, You're I a freak. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember when they were dropping me off because they said 
they told my parents like transportation to and from and mm-hmm. my parents were like okay cool and on my way flying back home they transported me to the airport mm-hmm. i was maybe 11 and yeah. they were like bye bye and i was like oh okay well like i've seen my dad do this before i ended up figuring it out but i was like oh my god See, if this was anyone else they'd be screwed. that's what you just said i ended up figuring it out yeah and i could so see your dad i can just picture your dad like dropping you off the airport being like bye bells bye beans no you'll figure was, it out this was the rip fest camp, yeah the rip fest still. camps yeah no but i could just see him being like yeah she'll figure it out yeah like she's got it it was a shock when they Ooh, when the crew yeah. dropped me off like the camp counselors and i was like oh okay they aren't like well if you think about it most kids get dropped off at like vbs vacation <sighs> bible school for anyone who didn't go to a christian school when they're that age and still have to get walked to their small group so the fact that you traveled alone that young so frequently is like insane but it makes sense why you're the way that you are now like if you don't know shelby she will literally just figure anything out and that's also i think what a good thing that you and i have in common is that we're not afraid to ask questions and admit that we don't know things and that's a huge thing about being independent in my opinion is that i'm always asking questions even like stupid shit and you do this too oh my gosh like when i'm talking to my dad and if anyone's ever talked to my dad, you just know. He's a buffoon. But the way he talks, I'll be like, I don't know what that word means that you just said. And he'll say words that genuinely as a 21-year-old, I don't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. And I will stop him in his sentence and be like, I don't know what that means. And he'll explain to me. And I'll be like, okay, continue. Shelby does this too. When she's reading books, she will stop and write down every word she doesn't understand. So that she can expand her vocabulary. Oh, here's what I I actually figured out. You should try because it's so convenient. I just go on my phone. Mm-hmm. I go on Quizlet and I have oh yeah, yeah I, I have a set with like a bunch of vocab terms. Have I told you this? Mm-hmm. I have a set with a bunch of vocabulary that I've learned throughout reading or like just in general. Whenever I hear a word that I don't know, and mm-hmm. I type it in, and it'll prompt the definition for me. That's so it's so like. Nice. I it's not like I'm googling it and then putting it in it's like it does the work for me and I get to know and I get to keep it in a flashcard yeah but like that's such a big thing like admitting that you are not the smartest person in the room you don't know everything like that's such a huge factor in being independent like being vulnerable with people and being like being willing to learn Mm -hmm. that's how you become independent if you're closed off and you don't actively like try to learn try to improve, try to figure things out. That's Mm -hmm. my favorite thing. I always tell people, I'm like, figure it out. That's what I tell people, especially guys, especially men, stupid boys. (laughs) I'm like, figure it out. That's what all my guy friends say to me way too often. They're like, figure it out, Tammy. And I'm like, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And you always figure it out if you try. Genuinely with Google, you, you can do anything. Exactly. You can legitimately do anything. We were talking about this earlier with our parents. I'm sorry to my mom again, if you're listening. I tell my mom all the time, like, if she doesn't know how to do something, I'm like, before I help you, Google it. I want you to at least look it up before I come over there and help, you know? Exactly. That's just like, if you don't do the work to figure something out, then you're not going to appreciate the effort that you put into figuring it out. And you're never going to do it. You're genuinely probably not going to learn. It's also very different with people doing things for you versus teaching you how to do them. Mm -hmm. Have I told you that well, someone that I knew had their mom, like, taking a few of their classes. Have I told you this? <gasps> oh, my God. And I she remember, just mouthed who it was. I'm sorry. It's, like, literally hearing, so obvious. I literally was like, yeah, I there's think you, no way. I like, think my you mom actually would, did tell me that. My mom would laugh in my face. 
Are you kidding? Like, like that's literally They're pathetic. paying for your tuition, not theirs. No, our parents would literally be like, is that a joke? Like, I have a job. Figure it out. That was ridiculous. <laughs> literally figure it out. If I was to ask you, Shelby, how do I start a podcast? <laughs> it's just something I'm thinking. Not that I'm in a, thinking of doing, just in my head. If I was like, how do I start a podcast? And you just came over and typed some things into my computer and it was like, click here to submit your first podcast. Mm-hmm. I would have no idea how to start a podcast. But if you sat there and walked me through everything, then I would learn. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't probably need your help again in the future. Do you remember when it was literally on this bed that we're on right now? And I was <laughs> asking so, you. so like romantic. <laughs> no. And I was asking you because, you know, you work out a lot and you know you're very good with form and stuff and I remember we were going to work out the next day or something and I was like if I'm doing something wrong please tell me like it's not going to come off as like standoffish you're very good at that like receiving like you are very good at receiving constructive criticism and good feedback like you're very good at that but the more you receive then the more the better you get and the more independent you are and anything you do literally anything you do but yeah, it's like people that are just very stuck in their ways. You're never going to learn. You're never going to grow. You're never going to be independent if you can't admit that you need help mm-hmm. and admit that you maybe aren't the smartest person in the room. Right. Like my boss right now, who's like started her own nonprofit, started her own jewelry company, started her own, like she's literally done like 8 million things. I can't even list it. She always says she's like, I learn new things from you guys. By you guys, I mean like me and the other 20-year-olds that work for her. She's like, I learn new things from you guys every day. And she's in her late 50s. And she's like, I will never stop learning from you guys. And you guys will never stop learning from me. It's mutual respect with people. Like, oh my God, are you kidding? Shelby, you think I would ever think I know more about numbers than you do? Oh my God, I would go cry. You're way better at math than I am. Yes. And like because I did come on, I was forced. Oh, I did come on too, but I would fake the time on there. I I went through like almost the entire program. I literally like so many tears have been shed from that program. Oh my god! R.I.P. to anyone who ever did come on and didn't cheat their way through like (laughs) I did. Um, or it's like our friend Noah is like a genius Mm -hmm. at numbers. If I ever needed any help with numbers or anything, I would just ask him. And that's why like a lot of my friends will come to me with questions about politics or working out or like legal stuff Mm -hmm. and the only reason i know stuff is because i've taken so many godforsaken law classes but you also had to start somewhere and you had to do your own research you had to reach out to your own list of people yeah what i think is funny is when like when we would do field trips and stuff Mm -hmm. and like i don't know even traveling alone when the parent has to go with them or like the field trip parents are there because their kid can't sleep over without a parent or whenever oh, we would have yeah. sleepovers, we'd have friends that were like, I gotta go. And we're like, bruh. My stomach hurts. <laughs> were you the one that cured me of my fear of the dark or was that Vic? No, I swear to God that was you. What did I do? I was used to be really scared of the dark at like an absurdly old age. And I would keep a lamp on mm. every night when I would go to bed. And it was one of you. Shelby, I swear it was you. I probably just shut up and was like, bitch, go to bed. I was trying to be nice. And I go... You can turn off the light if you want to. And you go, oh, okay. Shut that bitch off. Go to bed. And I literally laid for like hours. That sounds like something I did. But eventually I went to bed and I got over my fear of the dark that night. Really? Yeah. 
but that's it's like exposure therapy. <laughs> no, it literally, it's like literally. I traumatized you yeah, into going yeah, to no, sleep. No, yes. I was traumatized that night, but I got me over my fear of the dark. Aww. Who knows? I could be like a weirdo if you had <laughs> turned off the light that night. More of a weirdo than I already am. I don't even know how I just got on that story, but that's my favorite story to tell because I think it's so hilarious. Cute. Oh, I was going to mention. Well, when I was younger, I was young. I'd say I was probably three. Mm-hmm. And I went to the fair with my grandpa and i don't remember how i ended up getting lost but mm-hmm. somehow i wandered off this and is the county fair i think so yeah that place is so crowded so it's not surprising mm-hmm. but i was young and mm-hmm. my grandpa was scared shitless of what my parents were gonna say because he was like she's literally gonna get kidnapped like she's so far gone like mm-hmm. she's three she will not know what to do no normal kids wouldn't i walked my ass to i believe just a worker or Mm -hmm. maybe like a kiosk clerk or something Mm -hmm. and i said hi i lost my grandpa he's wearing a blue hawaiian shirt and he has a yellow hat on (laughs) and they got on the loudspeaker my grandpa probably saw the heavens opening up yeah as they're like hi some little kid is here um if you lost a kid come to literally the on the loudspeaker of the fair like they said hi uh if you are wearing a blue hawaiian shirt and your name is grandpa ralph we have your <laughs> we have three your year, we literally have your three-year-old barely walking toddler here i was walking that's really funny that's yeah. a very you story though i don't think he told them until i was a lot older because yeah. it was still because they probably wouldn't trust him ever again mm-hmm. to take you anywhere exactly um and another time i got lost again with... what is it with you and getting lost i know her and i got lost and her mom said at the very beginning i remember her saying we were young probably first grade her mom said if you guys get lost, we're at Waterworld. If you guys get lost. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Waterworld for anyone around us. You know how, like, that's such an easy place to, like, sna- to like snag a kid if you wanted to. Not that I'm saying you should go kidnap somebody. <laughs> Hundreds of kids running around. Yeah. And I remember she said, if you guys get lost, me at this trash can. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come and find you and don't move. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up getting lost. My friend, bawling, sobbing that she missed her mom, like, actually thought she was going to die. Oh and I was you're like, water world. relax. And I literally was like, calm, I'm like, calm down. It's okay. I'm, let's just meet at the trash can. And we stayed at the trash can. She's trying to wander off, like, looking for her. And I'm like, no, we have to stay put. Like, this is what she said. Like, this mm-hmm. is how she's going to find us. She ended up finding us. And it literally looked like one of, like, the Lifetime movies where the mom reunites with the child. Yeah. And I was like, After, like, what? years of being orphaned or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, Okay. Like, relax. Where's my mom? You and Grandpa Ralph were in the same sitch. And you're like, hey, Grandpa. <laughs> and then you just went about your day. <sighs> oh, both of us. We just talked about this before. <sighs> I feel like anytime I met someone who was going into pre-med, I would ask why. Because, I mean, when I was younger, I wanted to go into law because I actually thought I was going to. I enjoyed watching people in court. I thought it was mm-hmm. so interesting and like the negotiation, the debating, stuff I like that. I still will go on record and say Shelby would be a great lawyer. <laughs> but yeah, so when people would say that they wanted to be lawyers, I was like, oh, per, like, let's talk about it. What are you interested in? What type of law? Whatever. Yeah. Even when I was older and didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's like sixth grade Shelby interrogating people. <laughs> and even at this age, though. No, I know. Recently, I was just making fun of you. I would say, what type of law do you want to get into? And they're like, 
oh, I don't know. And I'm like, what made you want to be a lawyer? And they're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. like my parents are lawyers. Or my dad owns their own firm. That's not an answer. Stuff like that. That's not a or passionate be like, answer. I want to work like in, in corporate law. And that's how you know they just want money. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them, what do you mean? Like, what do you want to do mm-hmm. in corporate law? And that, I don't know. Like, that. my my, my dad just said that, like, yeah. that makes the most Like, fun. law school is just like, an easy thing to do after school to, like, make money. People, especially in our area, or especially even at USC, mm-hmm. whether it's about politics, whether it's about religion their career path, anything, the amount of people that cannot form an opinion for themselves and just take their parents' opinion. And obviously, it's fine if you have the same opinion Mm -hmm. as your parents. Obviously, it's fine if you want to follow in your parents' footsteps. That is very different. Like, I know this girl. She will say all the time that she supports this one politician or, like, supports this one political party. It doesn't matter which one it is. Or which politician or whatever. But then our friend will ask her like logistical questions about issues that this political party agrees with. And she will have a completely different opinion than major issues that this political party is concerned with. She literally admitted, well, I've just never really thought about it for myself. I just kind of like see what my parents do and say. (laughs) It's great that she was able to admit it and kind of form an opinion Mm -hmm. for herself. She still (laughs) just supports whoever and whatever her parents support. But at least she kind of realized it was literally just her taking after her parents' thoughts for her entire life. Mm. And that is so brainwashing. It's the same thing with careers. How are you going to try to pigeonhole yourself into like Mm pre-med if you don't even know if you like medicine and going into the medical field because going into pre-med i feel like is so a generational thing oh yeah you know and like but it's such like a niche community of people that like it that actually like Mm -hmm. it so like if you look at the percentage of people that actually like it versus the percentage of people that go into it Mm -hmm. in college is probably so different i actually went to atlantis with my family we were in the line for a water slide and i met a lawyer Mm-hmm. And I, at that time, thought that was going to be my path. I was asking a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I asked him what he did, mm-hmm. somehow we got on that topic. He said, I'm an attorney. Mm-hmm. And I said something like, oh, I'm actually thinking about going along that path. He said something like, run while you can. Oh, yeah. Every lawyer will say that to you. Yeah. Every and lawyer is like, don't go to law school unless you can't see yourself doing anything else. Exactly. And we got into it later and it was because his parents, not manipulated, but just like no, they warped his mind like, a bit. Lead you down a certain path for sure. Yeah. Well, it's like if I had that opinion and like that was my personality, I could have so let my mom lead me down to the tech world. My mom probably could have already gotten me an internship in tech if I wanted it. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I wanted to be in tech and I just wanted to like get easy money, you're guaranteed a good paycheck if you're in tech. Mm -hmm. If I wanted that, if I wanted to just take the easy route, I could have just done that. But that's not I'm not interested in it at all. And that's probably what that lawyer was saying, too. Like Like, he's probably not even interested in law. Yeah. If you're not passionate about it. Yeah. Even if you're making big, you're not going to be happy. No, you're not going to you're probably not going to be even good at your Mm -hmm. job. If you don't have really scary. (laughs) That's really scary that we have not the doctors. Not the doctors and the lawyers. Oh god. Yeah. That's actually scary to think about. The doctors and the lawyers are out here like living off of their parents' passion. I guess I'll go to med school. 
It's an easy route. I guess I'll go to law school. <laughs> so I don't know if I, I think I might have told you this, but when I was applying for colleges, which by the way, my parents, neither of them, I told them the list that I was applying to. Mm-hmm. Every single common app, any essay I did, all written by me. I don't even think they proofread it. I think I just sent it to like my college counselors and like mm-hmm. people that I, I might have had my dad proofread it, but they didn't write it. I know people that either had their college counselors write all of their essays and yeah. they paid them to do it yeah. or they had their parents write all of their stuff. Yeah. That's sad. Sitting back and reflecting on how you got into college and then being like, wait, that wasn't even my own writing that no. got me in. That's so sad. Yeah. And like, I think about it. There's one girl that we know that went to my high school and she has a super cool internship at school. Okay. She was telling one of our friends, she was like, uh, yeah, it was like important for me when I was going through my internship process to get an internship by myself and like not have my parents involved in it at all. Really great mindset. Mm-hmm. Awesome mindset to have. Segue to, but then my uncle, boss's friend, my dad's friend, I don't know, came and offered me the position mm. and I wasn't going to say no. So you look at all this shit she's doing and it's so sick mm-hmm. and really cool internship, but she barely even had to interview for it. Oh, I see that with probably 80% of oh, the US population. Oh, I could, I could maybe count 10 people that I know that have internships like that. If you really dive deep into like, oh my God, she works for Goldman Sachs. She works mm-hmm. for Hilton, like cool yeah. companies, yeah. Apple, Amazon, whatever. Yeah. And you can, if you dig deep enough you'll figure out you'll find some what, nepotism in which there. daddy gave it to them. you'll you'll find some nepotism in there yeah 100 percent. well as i was saying in with the applications that i was doing my dad knows someone that is really into usc football mm-hmm. like could have hit someone up mm-hmm. and well i and, knew someone like that for you too exactly my mom's ex has a building named after him at usc mm-hmm. and he's like on one of their boards and I was like, dude, he can write you a letter. He can do something. And Shelby literally was like, no, I want to get in on my own merit. Mm-hmm. That I was remember. what you would say all the time. You're like, I want to get in for me getting in. Mm-hmm. And like your dad's friend or my mom's ex-boyfriend could have probably pulled some major strings. Exactly. But like you would look back your entire life and be like, did I even deserve to go? Exactly. You know? I remember the conversation that we had at the dinner table and we were going to decide, do we even tell this guy that like, do we even allude to mm-hmm. asking for a letter? Because I, I had friends that flew and went to a uh, lunch with her like dad's uncle's aunt's friend mm-hmm. who was the dean or something. Yeah, and yeah. then he wrote her a letter and she, obviously she got obviously, in. I remember this. And I remember being pissed. But I also had a connection. I remember sitting at the table being like, am I going to not get in? And like, could I have gotten in from mm-hmm. this? Is this going to be like the ter- the pushing point, whatever. And I sat back and I was like, if I am meant to be here, mm-hmm. if I'm meant to go here, I'm going to get in on my own, like mm-hmm. point blank. Yeah. We didn't end up hitting up the guy, whatever. But like, obviously, I was meant to get in and I was probably even meant to go because I ended up getting in off of my own. Yeah. And I've even had friends that I've told about this guy at USC and like if they've thought about going there, transferring, whatever, mainly just going there. They're like, oh, like people that I'm not even that close with, they're, they'd be like, oh, like, can I talk to him? 
I'm like, no. If you are going to go to a school like this, I want you to earn it. <laughs> like, at right. this point, you're not going to use, like, a random connection. to, And that's what most people do, though. Mm-hmm. Most people will just use whatever they can get. I feel like we've strayed so far off the topic. No, but that's, like... I mean, actually, that's it's that's kind of relating. Don't rely on connections to yeah. get you in with life. Like, yeah. Do it on your own. And now it's also because, like, you look at people that have used those connections. Nothing wrong with networking. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Shelby is the prime example here of just, like, you've always been such a great networker. Like, you always put yourself out there. Always. That's just, you've always been such a great networker. Like, everybody knows that about you. But people who just abuse connections Mm -hmm. and guilt people and, like, you look at them and you're like, oh, we're not on the same playing field here. If you flew out to see your mom's uncle's (laughs) aunt's dog who's the dean (laughs) not the dog like you you probably knew you couldn't get in on your own realistically and so you needed somebody like that high up to say some good stuff about you oh you know okay this is actually a good a good story you know my internship that i have right now yeah i my freshman year just was talking to my dad on facetime and was like yeah i like i kind of want to get experience i'm trying to find internships whatever and he was Mm -hmm. like do you want me to ask like if any of my friends have recs and i was Mm -hmm. like sure and i applied to some and then i ended up getting my internship from one of my dad's Mm -hmm. friends at work yeah who knew someone whatever Mm -hmm. and i felt so guilty about it because i was like you know when people asked i would say like they they would ask how did you get it what Mm -hmm. was the application like and obviously i applied and like i had the typical interview process but like my application was probably highlighted a bit because Mm -hmm. i knew someone whatever there were 60 something 70 almost 70 interns Mm -hmm. and the whole summer i spent feeling guilty Mm -hmm. that i took someone else's spot or whatever Mm-hmm. And I was one of two, maybe three interns that were asked to work part time for the school year. Yeah, exactly. So like, I earned that position. Yeah, like it. Yes, they, it came they, from a connection. They but literally keep asking you to come back. Yeah. So it's like, like, that's what I'm saying is that networking's never a bad thing. Using connections is never a bad thing, but it's the people who abuse them. Right. Like obviously, your dad knows this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, some rando that you, like, barely even know. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he, like, made you get the job. Right. Just if you're going to use a connection, work for it. Yeah. The amount of people at USC that I'm, like, some sus. Mm-hmm. Some sus. You know someone. You know someone who knows someone. Yeah. Yeah. You know And we know Tommy exactly Trojan. who we're talking about right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. There, oh, yeah. there are so many that I yeah. I sit back and I'm like, okay, there are no brains here. No. I'm so sorry, but like, and you're, you're not failing an all your classes. You're not an athlete. What? What do you was offer? The process yeah. of getting in. I want to know what admissions counselor like. <laughs> in. Like, I just want to have a chat. But even like my admissions counselor, I harassed that motherfucker. Oh, I, yeah, you did. Oh, I I knew everything. I did my research. I would email him regularly about questions that I couldn't find online. Oh, no, you guys don't understand how insane Shelby is with this process. Like but that's what made me stand out. No, I know. And that's what we thought was going to get me into LMU. <laughs> Shelby literally... Shelby and I have the same oh admissions God. counselor for LMU, and that used to be my dream school. I forgot about this. And I was hitting him up like nobody's business. And I was like, just, I was asking so many questions and then I got rejected (laughs) and then I appealed and my appeal was 
amazing. So good. Mm-hmm. And then I got rejected again. I it. We were on FaceTime and I we were like yeah. going through it. No, it was an incredible appeal, you guys. And like one of my strongest points is writing. No, they didn't want my ass. They were like, fuck this bitch. 3.5 GPA. Get her out. That was so annoying. <laughs> yeah, but Shelby's like that. Like that's a prime example of how she is. It's a good thing though. <laughs> you know what I did, right? About what? Oh, yeah. Shelby literally, literally, <laughs> literally emails LMU. Emails them. She's like, hey guys, so I'm not going to be going. This is my this is my letter of me telling you guys that I'm not going to be going. Also, my best friend Sam Lyon, and she wrote me this whole it was so long letter of rec highlighting shit I've done in high school, community service, work experience, who I am as a person, why I want to go to LMU, why I should be let in in your spot, why I should take <laughs> your spot at, at LMU. And they were like, thanks, Shelby. We'll add it to her file. And then just dip fully because we're like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> I remember, though, I checked with your mom to make sure. Yeah. Like, that this was something that should be sent out. And she, she started crying. She was like, this yeah. is the nicest thing that someone's ever done for my kid. Yeah. And literally, they were like, fuck this bitch. She does, she's not going here. My dad, ever since, like, anytime like, someone brings yeah. up LMU, he's like, bye. Yeah. Like, I, we don't talk Shelby's about it. Shelby's dad literally has the biggest <laughs> grudge against LMU ever since they didn't let me in. Um, oh, I was going to say, I had this friend. Their email popped up, and it said something like, submit your ACT scores. Oh, my God, I remember this. And the next day, they were due. And I yeah. said to the friend, I was like have you submitted them they were like yeah like my college counselor did it for me but i was like um well like are you sure are you sure because you just got an email and i made them check Mm -hmm. i was like just for peace of mind check Mm -hmm. they weren't submitted no if i didn't see that email they probably would have been like my college counselor submitted them i'm going to bed but because i saw the email we last minute submitted the act scores which i didn't even know how to work that portal because i did sat so i yeah. didn't even know how to send them but we figured it out and you figured it out <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh you, yeah yeah you figured it out if i didn't force them to check mm-hmm. the portal whatever they wouldn't have had the act send to no. what 15 colleges and yeah. they wouldn't have been into any of them yeah does she, he, they go to college? Not <laughs> the amount I have to butcher out of my podcast to, like, not expose people. But oh. it's not even gossip. It's oh, just, like. Read. Oh, big thing is when the parents would email teachers about, like, <gasps> grades. No. Oh, my God. I was, like, good friends with some teachers in high school. It was, like, normal. It's not weird. That were, like, really chill. And I would read some of the emails super violations that they would let me read this some from seniors in high school they'd be like why is my kid failing high school english and i'm like why do you think your kid is failing high school english they don't know how to write an email no or go speak to your teacher like use your words like what can i do to get my grade up i would literally like have negotiations with teachers oh i learned this from you at such a young age oh my god how to argue my way into things or out of things. <laughs> Shelby, I learned this from you. I argued my grade this past year in a philosophy class. Mm-hmm. Philosophy classes are awesome because you can argue about anything. It's yeah. your opinion. So I got an 80% on this philosophy paper. And it r- lowered my grade from an A to a B. Close to finals. And in when you're on terms, 
you don't have wiggle room. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to get your shit done. So I go into office hours with my TA. I argue my paper. We go through my entire paper and read it all together. I argue my grade from an, my grade on the paper from an 80 to an 89. And it bumps my grade up 6% in the class. But I literally learned that from you. <laughs> it's out of arguments when you don't feel like something's right. Yeah, I mean, if you... Like, genuinely, I didn't think I deserved an 80% on my paper. A lot of the time, too, if you go through the entire paper with them obviously they know that you care you're Mm -hmm. the one who cares if you're doing it look at their markings and be like why did i give you that that's what he would say he'd be like now that i'm looking at this again Mm -hmm. i can see what you're talking about or it gives you a second chance to explain what you meant so you didn't explain yourself well enough and that's why they marked you down nine times out of ten i'd say if you are able to explain yourself over this zoom call over the in-person ta hours whatever they'll give you the points back even if it's not written in your paper, they'll still give you points back because you're, like, explaining it to them. And what's funny is that this isn't even a conversation with my parents. It's a conversation when I tell them at the dinner table what had happened and, yeah. like, if they raised my grade or not. Yeah. Like, it's not, oh, like, no. them forcing it's us to like go. It's not, you need to go into your office hours and do that. I don't even think my mom knows what office hours are. My parents didn't – they don't know my grades until oh, no. they're done. No. There are so many, especially in high school, where, like, parents would be grilling their oh, kids no, 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 no. for grades. Because if they were on our asses 24-7... It's not your schoolwork. No. To, like... It's not your life. Yeah. Like, if think about if Mike was like, Shelby, why'd you get a B on this paper in high school? And you were already planning on going in and talking about it. You'd think that you'd still want to go argue it as much when yeah. your dad is breathing down your neck about it. They didn't even like, know no. my, like, portal password. But no. I had some friends where parents would literally get phone notifications oh, yeah. by on every exam, every the homework. The only phone notification my mom would get is when I would skip class. <laughs> my mom would get a call. Yeah. But, like, rightfully so. She'd call and be like, I don't even remember. I don't even know what I'd be doing. What? what why did I have so many absences? I cannot believe I am saying this right now, but... I'm going to have to make a part three of this series because Sam and I recorded for two and a half hours and this is just getting long and we have not even talked about men and that needs an entire podcast because we went so in depth. (laughs) That's a juicy one, but you're going to have to wait for it. So I hope you enjoyed the part two. Now you have something to look forward to for part three. I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast in general. Feel free to leave me any feedback, and I love you all. Bye, guys.